Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Monday, a couple of big announcements this morning for everybody that listens to this show consistently. I am changing my workflow a little bit. My creativity is feeling like the structure of the show is, is boxing it up a little bit. And I have these teachings that are trying to emerge through me. And I feel like as I, if I do a show every single day, it makes it really difficult, of course, then, you know, with work and life and school and everything, it makes it really difficult for me to go really deep on topics. And I'm really craving some depth. And so I'm not going to be putting out shows every single day for a while. I'm going to take a break from the everyday format. Uh, the shows that I do put out, I the hope is, of course, that they go much deeper into the content. But that's the way that I'm feeling led to create at this point in my life. And so I don't know even what days I'm going to continue to do interviews and I'm going to continue to air shows. Uh, I just won't be really trying to put one out every single day will be the only real difference. Also, a few years back, I had a moment, I was in a situation which I'll keep uh, nameless right now just to protect the innocent. But I was in a situation where I was looking around and I had the thought of like, where are all of the men Like, where have the men gone in this world? And where is that stable, healthy, masculine presence, the the good order, the stability, the things that a man actually brings to this world? Like, where have they all gone? And what does it even mean to embody a healthy, masculine presence in the world today? And that moment actually functioned a little bit as my own call to adventure because I began to realize that I had no idea of how to grow into the man that I'm here to be. And this led me to take courses online and to research and understand ancient rites of initiation and masculine psychology and try to really look for where in the modern world we've lost much of what makes us who we are. And I felt this call more and more throughout the last couple of years to create an environment in a container where men can come together and they can explore their own adventure that is their lives. They can explore what it means to be a man in context of the world today, where quite honestly our pictures of what it means to be a healthy masculine presence are quite skewed. So I'm really excited to finally be in a place where I am ready to teach this course. Uh, The course is called The Modern Man's Call and it's a 12-week online course developed specifically to 
explore masculine psychology. And I'm going to bring in some other coaches that have been really beneficial in my life. So it won't just be me coaching. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this process. So if you are a man who is looking to learn how to sort of answer your own call to adventure in life, or if you're a woman and you know a man that feels a little bit lost in in what they're doing here and like what it's all about, uh, it would mean the world to me if you would just push this information along. I'll put the registration for that course in the show notes of this episode. And of course, I will do much, much more content on where the modern man really tends to stumble and get caught up in an inauthentic life. Today, I wanted to offer you a contemplation from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. This is the book that Danielle and I are doing a book club on right now. And the way that we function our book clubs now, it's taken us a little bit to figure out this process. But what we do now is we actually, whatever chapter we're doing in the book, we actually record a conversation on it. So she looks at the material through a depth psychological lens, and I look at it through the lens of spirituality and psychology. And we just have a conversation about what it means. And then on the group calls, everybody that's in the book club, um, we actually invite everyone else into that conversation. And that's the way that we explore these ideas. Well, the idea that I'm going to talk about today, I've heard many times, and you might have even seen it quoted in different places at different times. But... I don't know why. There's something about it. Reading it this time, it hit me in a way that felt really impactful and really meaningful. And so I wanted to offer it to you as a contemplation. It's a section out of the book called The Meaning of Life. He says, I doubt whether a doctor can answer this question in general terms, for the meaning of life differs from man to man, from day to day, and from hour to hour. What matters, therefore, is not the meaning of life in general, but rather the specific meaning of a person's life at a given moment. To put the question in general terms would be comparable to the question posed to a chess champion. Tell me, master, what is the best move in the world? There simply is no such thing as the best or even a good move apart from a particular situation in a game and the particular personality of one's opponent. The same holds for human existence. One should not search for an abstract meaning of life. Everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life to carry out a concrete assignment which demands fulfillment. Therein he cannot be replaced, nor can his life be repeated. Thus, everyone's task is as unique as is his special opportunity to implement it. As each situation in life represents a challenge to man and presents a problem for him to solve, the question of the meaning of life may actually be reversed. Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is, but rather he must recognize that it is he who is asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he only answers to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible. Man, this one hit me a little bit because I have a particular bent toward existential dread, and I always am trying to... You know, if I'm not careful, I get caught in really searching for those ultimate answers that are quite unknowable. Um, I could get into the specifics of why our awareness isn't set up for ultimate answers, um, and I, I hint at that throughout different shows on here. But suffice to say, like if we want to know ultimate things, we've got to die. That's the only way we can because we're encapsulated in a very finite perceptual lens, which is 
what humanity is. And so the way we perceive the world is very limited. And so what happens is when we start to look for these ultimate answers and this ultimate purpose, overarching purpose of our life, it starts to feel overwhelming and confusing. And it doesn't really help your day-to-day life, which is, of course, where you exist, right? So and that's the problem is you're looking for answers to a place that you're not, right? Because you're not in this ultimate from the sky looking down place. You're here in your everyday life. And so you've got to ask yourself questions that make you really good at being in your everyday life. And I've done a decent amount of research and reading up on people who they would call an ascended master, on people who have become spiritually enlightened, you might say. The famous one that we all know about is Buddha reaching the nirvana. But I've been perplexed by something, which is when somebody wakes up, apparently, they don't go run a Fortune 500 company. You know, you think of Mother Teresa, who's just giving herself constantly to her life. And you see that often with saints and mystics. And you do have to wonder, right? Because it's like they, if somebody all of a sudden has this enlightening experience and they don't go do a meet with all this power and knowledge, they don't go do immediately what it is that most of us would try to do with power and knowledge. It makes you wonder if we're going about the whole thing incorrectly. And at least it has for me. And it's very interesting because if you explore something like Zen, which is, you know, the idea of Zen is really, it's a, it's a way of perceiving truth. It's a way of living your life to perceive what's real and what's right in front of you now. It's not really a religion like we think of religions in the West. But what's really interesting about that is all of Zen is about actually just waking up through the process of your everyday life. And so... When you ask yourself, what's the purpose of my life? That is a hard question to answer and ultimately unknowable one. But when you ask yourself, what's the purpose of my life right now in this moment? As in, if life is asking me, what's my purpose right now in this moment? It might be to do the dishes. You know, it might be to pick up my room or to make my house beautiful for my spouse. It might be that the highest thing that I could strive to in this moment is to forget about all of the perpetual wanting and desires for ultimate knowledge that I have and just be really good at being where my feet are. And if I'm really good at being where my feet are, then maybe everybody around me gets to benefit from that as well. And maybe I start to see that all of the things that I've been convincing myself that I need, I don't actually need. Because maybe if I'm getting really good at being where I am, the things I think I need take care of themselves. I don't know. That's been some of the experience in my life. But as a contemplation, if your life is coming to you today, not in some ultimate sense, I mean right now in this moment, if your life is coming to you today and it's saying, what is your purpose here? How are you going to answer? What's your purpose while you sit here, while you drive to work? What's your purpose when you get to work? What's your purpose when you are with a friend at lunch? Is it to project all of your baggage and problems onto them? Maybe. Is it to create a container so that they can do that? Maybe. Is it to provide a loving presence so that you guys can sit at your lunch break and just have a really meaningful lunchtime? Like we tend to overlook 
really meaningful opportunities in our life that get sprinkled throughout it. Like we're searching for the big one. What's the big date with destiny that I need? What's the big answer that I need? It might be right in front of you. You know, you might need a really amazing lunch. Speaking of Zen, there's actually a really good quote or, or kind of parable that, talk, that came out of the Zen tradition that talks about the idea that a man cannot, a man or a woman cannot appreciate a five-star dinner until they can enjoy lunch. I think that question, it brings us back to the immediacy of our lives, back to the moment we're actually in and asks us to be really good there. Also, one thing I did want to say is, uh, of course, this book was written a long time ago, and so it says he's talking about man as in the species, but I would just say man and woman. Like, life is asking all of us this question at every, at every single moment. And the way in which we respond really matters. And we learn that if we respond to the momentary call of what our life is asking us to do, it actually injects the whole thing with this sense of meaning that we can't really see. It's a little bit paradoxical because we think we've got to go after, again, the big things to have all of this meaning. You just start showing up where your feet are and get really good at that. And then maybe your life takes on all kinds of meaning that you couldn't have saw coming. I don't know. It's worth contemplating anyway. Have an amazing Monday, and we'll talk later on Morning Coffee.